Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 27. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm laughing because we started the music. I catch a glimpse at the chat room, and Jerica's in there, and she says, I know way too much about Lynette's boobs. So anyway. Um, got, I have to agree with her there. <laughs> I got a little chuckle. All right, so here we are covering this episode of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. And I say this episode because I don't know what number it is or even what season we're talking about these days. It's Although Season six, episode four? Something like that. Three, anyway. four, I don't know. It's one of those episodes that we're talking about. And uh, we. it's actually, thank God, um, why, or dear God, tell me, why don't you love me blues? Dear God. The God Why Don't You Love Me Blues. Right. That's what it's called. Right. Silly name of the title. All of the name, all of these titles have been a little, well, not all of them, but several of them have been a little out there. I was just looking to make sure that I didn't uh, forget to hit the record button. That so. would totally suck. No, we're doing good. So anyway, <laughs> uh, very interesting. Right off the bat, I loved the fact that Catherine is back in the show. She is totally crazy. I told you she was crazy. She definitely a nervous breakdown more than I mean, it it's more than a nervous breakdown. I mean, she's like stalking people out their windows and everything. Yeah, she did. Four. She did. She did get to watch another football game with Mike, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on. No, it, it definitely is crazy. And but I, I just want to say that this is a storyline that I see myself getting interest or staying interested in. I mean, obviously, if they don't do some interesting things with it, it could get kind of boring over right. time. But I see some pretty interesting things happen. And I think the cake, you know, was was something that was, you know, entertaining, okay. to say the least. Okay. I saw it coming as soon as the, as bride, soon as the bride chose it. Yeah. As soon yeah. as the bride was having a hard time, there was no cake to be found that right. would please this woman. And then all of a sudden... Oh, well, here's a cake. And it's like, yeah, okay, I see this coming. But it's still, I found it entertaining. Okay. And I really, I really enjoyed the scene where Catherine gives the keys back to Brie. That was childish. I mean, that that goes beyond nervous breakdown. That is just petty and childish. And I, then to turn around and walk away and smile. I really, really want to rip her red hair out of her head. Well, that's and I that's what I'm saying. I, I'm enjoying the fact that they are writing this story in such a way that you really get passionate about how crazy this. I woman mean, I is. didn't like her in the first place, and so now I, I, I want, I want to hurt her. Yeah, and and I'm which is hard because I like the actress. I just really don't like the character. I I I like the character. I mean, I'm not like I don't like like the character. Yeah. But I like what the character adds to the story. That I'll give you. Because in my in my opinion, Catherine has now replaced Edie Britt as the person you love to hate on the show. Okay. Only I never liked Edie. Right. Ever. Except to the fact that Catherine has been on the inside of this group. Yeah. Edie never was. But I and I she love was tolerated. The, exactly. And. and 
Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, say, no, yeah, I'd Catherine, say that Catherine Cath- was friends with them. Yeah, Catherine wasn't friends with them. But I, what I love is that, you know, this twist, you know, that she is now this person on the outside. So it it just adds a dynamic to the show that I thought it needed. And and I think it's being played out well. Right. I, I think it's starting out well. Um, last week we didn't see her at all. And then all of a sudden it's like... And we well, did see her once. Well, you know what I'm saying. But... You know, I was hoping they would come back in a big way with this craziness. And um, I think they did. Yeah. So they held to that for you. I liked it. I, I just want to say I was very happy to not have a lot of uh, Brie and um, Carl in this episode. I know there was the phone calls. Right. And I, I know there was the, you know, I, I, in fact, I, you know, sure, allude to it as much as you want. You know, hey, I'm going to go get my teeth cleaned. Hey, I'm going to go do this and, and all that stuff. But. But I'm glad that they didn't actually, you know, just continually just say, you know, hey, here, we're sneaking around. Hey, we're sneaking around. Can I tell you, I did not miss Orson at all. Yeah, we didn't see Orson, not even in one one, scene. No, and I didn't, I didn't miss him. I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I, 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 I can't say that I missed him, but I, I, I don't want to see him just disappear. I want to see. I, I at least want to see something happen with, you know, wrapping that storyline up. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they would have to. They would have to wrap it up. I don't think that Kyle should just leave the show. Right. That's so. the actor who plays Orson, if okay. you didn't know that. Gotcha. Okay. All righty. And then uh, let's see here. Uh, we've got next up, Everyone Has Secrets. So they open up the um, the scene, or the show with the voiceover. Right. And, you know, everybody has secrets. And and I just thought it was a little creepy, the kind of secrets that they open up with. I know. The mailman beats his wife. The, <laughs> nobody would ever guess that this man beats his wife. Right. Nobody would ever guess that the, his wife, right? the woman, yeah, the woman next door embezzles from her boss. <laughs> and you know that a very attractive couple that you see jogging they everything? They cocaine. They like their cocaine. Right. You know, it, I mean, they were some pretty, they were some pretty hefty secrets. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, sure. Does everybody have secrets? You know, I think so. But does everybody have, you know, the kind of secrets that people have on Wisteria Lane? No. Well, I think maybe that's it. Maybe those were the worst secrets. And we're finding out that our housewives secrets aren't. Some of them aren't that bad. Oh, so when it comes to relativity, or wait, it's not relativity. Um, I forget the the term. But when you compare it to everybody else, it's not that bad. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? I have no idea. But I'm anyway. just trying to fish for an answer. I really don't have one. <laughs> I I just want to say that I while I agree that this show and one of my and I've said it a million times, but th- what I do love about this show is they do show a lot of real life. This is what you know some people really struggle with. Right. But gosh, do they sometimes just go way over to the they top? They do. They do. Way over the top. But of course, it is a, an evening drama that's supposed to keep people that's entertained. Right. And and it does that. It does that. It does its job very well. Can yeah. um, I don't know what's next in your in your notes there. But last week, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or if I said it to you personally when we were finished or whatever. But I said, what happened to Andrew? Right. Where's Andrew? Andrew? Back. We haven't seen him in a while. And then um, on Monday or Tuesday, I was upstairs, I was watching TV, and I said, hey, Cliff, I found Andrew. 
<laughs> he uh, guest starred on CSI Miami mm-hmm. on last week's episode. But I was so glad to see him back this week. Right. And not only to see him back, but to see him like seriously still still having the friendship with Julie. Obviously, she was still, you know, in a coma. But um, that they're still friends and that they still talk. And <laughs> seriously, right. now would be a good time to wake up and help me out. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was interesting as well. And I'm pulling up notes because um, and my computer just went all wacky. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I think it was interesting. And of course, he brought in a lot of information about Julie in this mysterious past and uh, kind of spilled the beans quite a bit. Which I think seemed really out of place for Andrew to spill that much information. What do you think? Um, yes. You know? uh, yeah. And and uh, and is it me or did Andrew's character seem completely out of place in this episode? Like he seemed other like other than to be the informant. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he was just there for that one purpose. Which I didn't like, you know, I sure I was glad to see Andrew back, but I wasn't too happy about how they brought him back. And and what I mean by that is like what happened to, you know, didn't didn't Bree buy Andrew and his doctor friend um, a house in the same neighborhood? Yes. So we never see him all of a sudden. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, um you know, this is the first time if Andrew and her and uh, Julie are so close. This is the first time we see Andrew visiting the hospital if he lives right down the road. They they haven't written him moving out of the neighborhood, right? Well, I don't think anybody said the hospital's right down the road. Well, I'm okay, but and still. I mean, we're still he still does work for his mom. I mean, he's still got his life. I don't think that just because we're not seeing him, we should assume that he's just you know. Well, no, I, I'd, I'd say we go back several episodes. We see Andrew's very involved in this business. And all of a sudden, yeah. all this crazy stuff going on with Catherine. And Andrew has nothing to say about it. I'm just saying it. it no, there's some I, holes I in the storyline. I agree with you. And, and, but, it, and it just takes out some of the fun of the show right. to, to carry this on as, you know. And I realize actors need to, t- you know, sometimes they have time off. Maybe they're out doing other things. Other contractual agreements, whatever the case may be, I understand. But you have to stay true to the show as well. That's what I'm saying. They they didn't write anything into the conversations that explains his absence the last couple episodes. Exactly, which is um, it's and this is totally off subject, but I am going to use it in in comparison with this. Um, one of my absolute favorite shows is One Tree Hill, and um, this this new season that just started, which I think is season seven, um, two of the main characters. Are no longer on the show. the 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 studio and the actors could not come to an agreement, so two of the very main characters on the show are no longer on, mm-hmm. and they've not explained where they went. You can't do that. You have to hold up the integrity of your of yeah. your story. At least tell us. At least right. Give us and a it's story. It's the same thing with Andrew. At least say you know have Bree say he's on vacation with his boyfriend or or whatever. You know, fill in that gap. Fill in that hole. Right. You know. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to say that I think it was, now I need to go up in here, but one of our friends in the chat room says that she thinks that, um, oh, it was Lala, she says, says that I think Catherine hurt Julie 
the way she said it to Bree was like it was part of her plan mm-hmm. when she said she was just waiting for Julie to get better mm-hmm. so that Mike would come back. And um, I've said that all along that I think it was Catherine. Right. And of course now... Because that would be such a cool part of the story. Right. I I, I think, you know, really if everything leads me to believe that it would be Catherine that actually has done this... And, of course, they've now shown the end of this episode, which shows Nick coming and visiting Julie in the hospital, which is obviously means that, yes, that... Which I told you halfway the through married the episode. Man. You did. You said it. As soon, you said, as, soon as um, David... Is that his name? Danny. Danny. As soon as Danny says, I know, then you said, oh, Ju- he's... I, didn't I tell you before that, though? Okay, maybe... Because, maybe did, no, I, I mean that was it. when it was absolutely, absolutely positive that that's how they that that's how it was written. Um, Lala says she thought it, she thought it was Tom. It's like ah, I didn't see that one. No, um, no. The way th- the the reason that the reason that he made sense. Okay, the letter that she used in her journal was D. We already know that their names are aliases now. Yes, and so. That and then um, he hit on her a few ep- or in the premiere, I guess. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, yeah, she was tutoring Danny, and he was hitting on her. Um, huh. And so it was just, I don't know. But but when Danny said, "I know," and he's like, "Know what?" I was, yeah. Said, so he's but, the boyfriend. But here's the thing: is now they show him in the in the final scene, and right. then all of a sudden that introduces the idea that. Okay, so so maybe he's crazy, and he's the one who put Julie in the hospital. And I say, no way. I don't think so. Nope. No, I really, not at all. I really don't it's think Catherine. it was him. Hands down, it has to be it's Catherine. It's got to be her. Because that that's going to be the big shocker. It's like the first thing they wanted you, wanted you to think is that it was Danny, and now all of a sudden they're giving you enough storyline to go on to think that Danny's this nice, lovable kid, and that no, it couldn't possibly be him. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, transfer the blame as far as, you know, assumed blame over to Danny's dad, Nick. And and they show us that scene. It's like, no, they're they're waiting to just lay it out. And then all of a sudden show us just really just how crazy Catherine is. Just how crazy she is. Yeah. So, so. Um, I'm sorry, Mark Cherry, but <laughs> we've got you figured out, my friend. <laughs> I really want, I really, I have never, I mean, in all of the shows that we've watched and all of the theories that we have thrown out there, especially with Lost and everything, I have never wanted a theory to be as true as this one is. Yeah. Like, seriously. Now, Jerrica says that it was Angie, and that's the only other shocker that I think that would that would have the same value of, like, But she dun, seems dun, dun. more stable. She seems more stable than Nick and does. And therefore... When it would happen, that's yes, why I would I know. hear. And the, then when it would happen, yep, gotcha. Exactly. I gotcha. So, so that's the Catherine or Angie are the only two that I think it could be, but I'm hoping that it would be Catherine. Although it, that even seems too obvious. That Catherine? Yeah. Okay. I think it's almost too obvious. Do you think it's too obvious because we've been talking about it from the beginning? Because I brought it up right away. No, or? because they're showing how crazy she is. It, when you're when you're showing. Catherine as crazy as... But they weren't showing her that crazy when that happened. But they're showing her that crazy now, which again, 
Okay. Leading you down the path. Okay. And so therefore, I think maybe the logical surprise shocker would be that it was Angie that actually hurt. <gasps> especially if, oh, especially if Angie <gasps> I love when you're found mind. out about Nick and Julie. I'm going to imagine that Angie has known about many, many Julies. And, in the, in and therefore, the she found marriage. out about Julie and Nick, and therefore she did it, gives her motive, and yeah. Everybody on the street has motive. But wait a second. Now, no matter who it is, if it's Danny, if it's uh, Nick, if it's Angie, and if it's Kev, none of them are going to be a shocker to us. No, because we've called them all. So it has to be Carlos. <laughs> Leave Carlos alone. <laughs> that poor guy. Leave he has no alone. clue. And he, my goodness, how much sexual harassment Seriously. do you think he can be on the hook for? I know. If there was ever any fear whatsoever that Lynette was going to have any job distress when she when she finally tells him yeah, that... Yeah, she's got it now. There, you, you, you might as well just tell him you're pregnant because... Job you got, security. Dude, you've got it all. You've got the credit card receipt for the, <laughs> for the dress. dress. <laughs> yeah. Hello. A man just gave me a credit card because of my boobs. I feel less like a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I that was Carlos, come on, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was Yeah. Poor poor guy. Yeah. Craziness. So Tom So you know about the twins, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that that con- that conversation was fun. You've got to admit. That was fun. You know, that that was fun. I really well, like I thought you liked the two you hit. Well, we could do better. <laughs> yes. That was hilarious. That was great. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really funny. It was really funny. There's no doubt about Go it. Ahead. It was I'm absolutely sorry. hilarious. <laughs> And so I, I really enjoyed the the little bit of banter between Tom and Lynette. The Supremes are back. Right. And then he says, Benny and the Jets are excited to see them. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would like that. You know? uh, it is, and then, the, you know, having a boob day. Right. And then, I love when he says, it's a little too early to, to be giving me the, the don't touch me look. And I'm thinking this pregnancy started with the don't touch me look. Yeah. You think? I don't think you're ever be touching her again, pretty much. Can I just say, and, and of course, I well, I know that you said this during the episode, which really shocked me, by the way, that you actually really enjoyed something Tom said. I did. Smartest thing the man has said in six seasons of the show. So do you feel like you, um, what did she say? Do you feel like you settled or you, no, she said something. Yeah. Do, do you, you ever feel like you've settled? Do you? Do you so or compromise. Compromise. That's it. Do you it. ever feel like you've compromised? And he said yes. He said yes. And it's like, whoa, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> the Supremes are going to knock you out. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude. But but what he said after was probably the the smartest thing that they have ever had a husband say on this show. Yeah. Ever. I, I needed you not to be perfect because I'm not perfect. Absolutely. And that was awesome. And, hey, if her small breasts are her only flaw, I mean, how can he go wrong? That's right. She's a very strong woman, and he's lucky and blessed to have her, and especially after all the crap that he's pulled in Absolutely. in their lives. But, uh, you know, <laughs> their their marriage is by far my favorite marriage. Yeah. And, and I, think I think it's I've... the most real. Well, I don't know, because I really think we got a glimpse into what I think that, 
why I think that Carlos and Gabby have a very real marriage portrayed on the show. Yes. I really? love that they cleared up the the little photo I ne- Can I picture. just say I never doubted Gabby you, for a you, second? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Can could I you, just say it a little you, louder? Could you so speak you up? Because I'm just having a hard time hearing you. I never doubted If you doubted just stop Gabby. whispering it, it, and speak up a little, just really, come on. You don't have to be so shy. Tell me. Really. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Shall I go on? Let me yeah. count the ways. Please do. No, I I never doubted her. Um, I know you said you did. Yes. You did last week, and yep. you still did tonight when, when the episode started. I did. Can I love, love, the, I have been on duty with your demon spawn for 12 hours. <laughs> that is so funny. Done. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I am done. And, you know, there are times in, I love how there are times, even in our own home, when our children, um, when they succeed, when they do something great, they're mine. When they fall short, they're yours. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, that, that is, it, it just is. Yeah. And, um, which is not true because they're mine all the time. Right. But, uh. Your demon spawn. That was hilarious. And um the whole the whole condom thing was hilarious. Yes, the adult balloons was a little funny. <laughs> if we did, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Or you wouldn't be here or something no, like that. No, she said we wouldn't be having this. Oh, okay. This, yeah. Uh we wouldn't be talking about this right now. But at the end when you know, he comes home late again. Again, he he's he's a workaholic. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've been and am married to a workaholic. Just admit it, because crickets, crickets. You, you try to fight it, but I know the truth. And um, so I don't try to fight it. I am a workaholic. You are a workaholic. But when she's laying in bed and he's home late yet again, yet again, and she says, "You know, sometimes." You know, my life seems so small. I worry about detergent and how I'm going to get this stain out and what I'm going to fix for dinner. And, you know, but I truly am happy. Yeah. I truly am happy. Yeah. And And I think there are so many women who are watching that show tonight who can relate to that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I tell you, it was, it was written brilliantly and I love... The dynamic between um, Anna and and Gabby and mm-hmm. and and Gabby and Carlos and Carlos and his credit card with Lynette was a little bit overboard, but <laughs> over the top. But uh, you know, but still, overall, I really do like how they they kind of wrapped that up for us, or at least for me. I know mm-hmm. it was wrapped up for you earlier than it was for me, and that's because you're so much more observant and and you're putting pieces together that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, weren't even in the same puzzle box. But, uh, you know. That's because I steal puzzle pieces. I know you do. It's like, hey, I think this would fit over here. Just great. It's like, And if it doesn't, I cut it to shape. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Nice. Well, hey, we got an an email from Jerrica. Okay. Who I just found out is not really Jerrica. She has a different name, but we won't go there. Anyway, Jerrica sent us an email and she was talking about the fact that, you know, we were talking about Terry Hatcher and she has a beautiful voice singing with uh, the band from TV, you know, yep. which is Greg, Greg Grunberg's band. 
and she sang that song that uh what's her name sings that Carrie Underwood yeah her mm-hmm. before what, he cheats yeah before he cheats she did such an awesome job with that and she told me this like hey she matter of fact it says here it says just thought you might like these clips they are when they are from when Terry Hatcher was on Lois and Clark back in the early 90s enjoy and I'm like huh yeah we're sitting on the couch and you're like Terry Hatcher was on Lois and Clark I'm like yeah she played Lois I had no clue (laughs) you looked at me like you knew that I had um, no yeah. clue. And I do I mean I never really watched Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. but it came, it was on occasionally. And I remember I remember when it was on and and seeing, you know, the interactions there that that Lois was a very attractive woman, you know, or well, girl at the time. I mean, just very attractive. She's still a woman. Well, that's what I mean, but she, I mean she was she was a very attractive young lady and it's like and and not that not that uh Terry Hatcher isn't but I didn't put two and two together, and I guess like the difference between the early '90s and today is like, what am I it's getting? The hair, you know, something. I think she's more attractive now because she has better hair, and her, her voice is different to a, a degree. But anyway, she she sent over this, and and so here's a. I'm gonna play just a little bit of audio clips. Uh, this is uh, a song called "Nobody Wants You When You're Down and Out," uh, and uh, let's see if I can uh, get this to play here for us. Once I lived a life of a millionaire Spending my money, I didn't care Always taking my friends out for a good time Buying bootleg liquor, champagne and wine When I began to fall so low Couldn't find a friend, no place I'd go If I ever get my hands on a dollar again I'm gonna squeeze it and squeeze it till the ego grins Nobody knows you When you're down and out Alright, so that's all we're gonna play of that But anyway, I... It, you know, I can kind of hear her voice in that, but not completely. I mean, it sounds a lot different. But um, here's I've Got a Crush on You, and I'll play just a little bit of this song as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Lois Lane from the Daily Planet, huh? I'll glad a million laddies from millionaires to caddies would be to capture me. But you had such persistence, you wore down my resistance. I fell, and it was swell. You're my big and brave and handsome Romeo. How I won you, I shall never, never know. It's not that you're attractive, but oh, my heart grew active when you came into view. I've got a crush on you, sweetie pie. All right. So anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I, so is there anything else I should know about the previous lives of these people on the show? <laughs> she was on Broadway. 
Yeah. In cabaret. What about anybody else? I mean, did anybody else hit, like were they? I mean, I understand that these people were all probably in something right. before I started watching Desperate Housewives or before they were on Desperate Housewives. And and it, please don't include any of those daytime soapy things uh, because I could care less about those. That's but fair. but it, was there anything else that I would have like known? You know, I mean, where, was like Lynette on Charles in Charge, and I just don't know this. <laughs> I, don't I mean, was so. she one of those little blonde sisters? That, I don't know. Um, Dana Delaney, days? who plays um, Catherine, was on China Beach. I watched that with my dad. <gasps> All was the that time. the thing that started with the um uh the Rolling Stones star Black and Black or Back in Black? Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the. Yeah, I never watched I think the show. That was the theme song. Yeah, I watched I never that with my wa- dad all I never, the time. Never. No, they say no. That was Tour of okay. Duty. Okay. 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 Tour of Duty sounds more like it, but uh, Tour of Duty. I never watched okay. that show. But I never missed the opening theme. That's it. It was Reflections was for China Beach. Yeah. Um, I never saw China Beach. All the time with my dad. Um, Anybody else? Brie. Um, why can't I think of her name right now? Anyway, um, was on Melrose Place. I never would have watched that. Played a psycho chick at the end of that I show. I think too. I saw one episode, but that's only because Heather <gasps> Locklear was in that. Mm-hmm. And I heard that she was in that. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then Marsha was, Cross. That's her name. Okay. Yeah. And so was Tom. Thank you. I was getting to that. Tom was also on Melrose Place. Didn't okay. he actually? Tom I think was he, on Melrose. Yeah, I think he actually played a gay character on that, which was like brand new to TV. Huh. huh. Interesting. Back then. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I. I don't know. Orson had been in something before, because I've seen him. He was around. in Sex and City. Yeah, I wouldn't have caught him there either. Um, <laughs> Um, yep. what else? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look off the top of my head. I can't think and of Lynette anything And Lynette did else. a lot of movies. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yep. I think it's fun to watch, to see these shows that we watch today mm-hmm. and then to see a movie With that, them, that, right. that has always been out there, obviously, but we had never seen before. Right. And all of a sudden to go back and see these people. Right. And it's like, uh, you, you know, it's kind of like, um, Christian Shepard. Or no, it's not his name. Uh, Matthew Fox, yes, who plays Matt uh, Jack Shepard on uh, Lost. To I've, watch him in Party of Five. I've never seen an episode. A, I've never seen a single. You've never seen an episode, episode of Party of Five. Not one episode of Party of Five. We might have to remedy that. Okay, that could be a problem. But anyway, oh by the way, I went to Hulu dot com and did a search for Lois and Clark, and it pulls up like almost all of their episodes, mm-hmm. and it sends you over to the WB. Uh, website so okay. <laughs> if anybody's interested i went in and i'm like yep that <gasps> right. that's her okay lala in the chat room says the wedding planner i was like omg that's alex remember um the wedding planner that yeah your favorite yeah uh, the wedding planner is cliff's favorite chick flick it is the best chick flick in the world and i don't mind it because it's got matthew mcconaughey in it but um yes who yes. Wh- who's um who- alex from gray's Oh, oh, plays, gosh, yeah, we knew um, that. From, yeah. yeah, you've known that. Yeah. You've known that. Mahimo. Massimo. 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 But yes, <laughs> I definitely loved Alex Karev in in The Wedding. <laughs> it's not Alex Karev. I don't care. I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> I know his name, and it's just 
I I did the same thing with Marsha Cross. This it's is just, why we have a chat room. What's his name? Right. I just. But anyway, Justin Chambers. Yes, that's it, Justin Chambers. And that was before the chat room. Yes, for those of you who are on, who are listening via podcast, and you think that Stephanie is not great at her trivial knowledge at my job, at my job. Come on, did you hear what I said? You're right. Tri- Even Gloria Parker was on General Hospital yeah, and actually but, was married to one of the main characters on General Hospital. But that's one of those but soapy shows. Cliff said not to mention soapy shows, so <laughs> I, I left that out. Daytime TV does not count. Yeah. Ah, anyway. I watched General Hospital for I'm I know I know I'm like twenty seven years. I'm sorry, babe. I remember watching um, Luke and Laura get married with my grandpa, who was also addicted to General Hospital until the day he died. Um, so yeah, it was. Yeah. But I've since given it up. <laughs> All right, so let me see if I can get us back to our show notes because I okay, think well, I, may I think still- we. Did you, do you still have anything? I do. Um, uh, Andrew visited uh, yeah. Julie six months, uh, out of school for six months, thought she was pregnant, dating a married guy. We didn't talk about all those things, but right. that's just part of the drama of the episode. Uh, definitely Julie's changed. But I did like what Susan says to her. It's like, listen, you know, I change the color of your hair, drop out of school, become a waitress. I understand. Those do, are mistakes. Do, but but I right. never would have thought you would have done uh, she this. She said, I didn't raise you to be this I stupid. Did, yeah. And she says, and then, you know, I, you've seen firsthand, w- you know, what this kind of affair does. Right. And so I thought she was right on that. I think that she's right on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. And then. So Angie bribing. Is is it Porter or Preston? Which one stuck around? Uh, that was know. Porter. And, and Angie has hundreds of dollars. I mean, a big, huge, gigantic wad of hundreds yeah. in her hand. Okay. But yet she can't go get her back fixed. Or doesn't want to. Or doesn't want yeah, to. Yeah, I think it has more to do with doesn't want to yeah. than... And something tells yeah. me it wasn't an explosion. No. No. So, more mm-hmm. secrets in the n- lives of the neighbors. Yeah. It's so. a pretty nasty, wicked scar, though. It is. It is. So, anyway, um, that is what we have for this episode of Desperate Housewives. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. We have some uh, feedback. So, I'm going to play okay. a little audio clip here from Tony. Only, it's not little. It's actually two minutes. So, Uh, Let's see if we can fit the whole thing in. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Tony from Wyoming, and I'm calling about your Desperate Housewives fan podcast. I wanted to say, first of all, that I think that Lynette, when she said, you you know, you've given me the answer or something like that, she had this look in her eye like maybe she was going to get an abortion I don't know. I hope that isn't true. But when she said, you know, I know what I have to do now, I did not have that happy feeling of, oh, yay, she's keeping the twins. But I sincerely hope I'm wrong. Um, I I think it's obvious by now that she's keeping the babies. Right. And and I I felt pretty convinced that when she said that, that she was... I did, too. I thought that that saying that... Um, I know what I have to do now meant I'm she had the, to get over herself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. It just seemed like, you know, a twist that Mark Cherry would do that if you look back at it, it would be not as clear as maybe we might have thought it would be. I, 
I I agree that Mark Cherry does those twists, but that's where we're talking more along the lines of a you know did Danny do it and now did uh, Nick do it and now we have no idea who did it because it could really I mean I'm thinking probably it w- it's you know Father what's his name he, uh, Gabby's priest so I'm pretty sure it's him. <laughs> no, just a weird feeling uh, regarding Bree and Carl. I love Bree and Carl, and um, I think well. I would be rooting for the marriage to Cliff and Stephanie if it were real life, but it's not. And Orson is just a jerk. He he really doesn't deserve Bree. And uh, I don't know that Carl deserves Bree or Bree deserves Carl, but I think they make an interesting pair. And opposites do attract, and they are so opposite. And... Uh, I'd like to see Bree's son more, but I understand he's gone from the, you know, picture for a while that he would guest star every once in a while, but he he didn't want to be on anymore, which is... Which we just hope that they actually do a little bit more background writing right. on this. Absolutely. Can I just say, it could have been um, Carlos's Demon Spawn. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they did it, did it to Julie. You know, little Juanita. <laughs> I'm right. telling you, Juanita. I'm telling you, she might she can be, be vicious. Yep too bad because i really liked his character Catherine is totally crazy i agree that she probably attacked julie although they really made it look like the neighbor kid did it which like you said makes it seem too obvious and so i i think there's a good possibility that Catherine did it maybe she's lost well i think she has lost a few marbles and uh you you know maybe is having some psychotic break or something well, uh, thank you for doing the fan podcast. That's it. And I'll talk to you later. All right, Tony, thank you for calling in. <laughs> what? Tony, I have to tell you that Jerrica in the uh, chat room says, honey, she lost the whole bag. Oh. <laughs> she didn't just lose a few marbles. She lost the whole bag. She lost the whole bag. All right, we have Amy who is calling in from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga. Hey, Clifford Stephanie. This is Amy right from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm calling for the Desperate Housewives Sam podcast. And I was listening to it yesterday and forgot to, or Monday, and forgot to call it all. But anyways, um, I have a little rebuttal to your thing about um, Susan not knowing how to work a jack. And you may have already gotten calls about this. Um, But she does know how to change a tire. She should know how a jack would work because in one of the past seasons, and I'm not sure which one it is, she changed Edie's tire. She and Edie were out together, and she was feeling guilty or something, and Edie was, um, and it was when they went out to that lake, and I forget exactly what was going on in that episode, um, but anyways, but she does know how to change a tire, and should know how a car jack works, so anyways, that's so talk to you, bye. All right, all right. Thank you. I so tried to stick up for Susan last week. Did I not? Yeah, and you were like, no, 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 no. The only thing I'll say in my defense is there is a huge difference between the type of jack that comes standard with, well, comes standard. Every car is a little different these days. But anyway, the the jacks that come with your car compared to the type of jack, uh, I I don't know if that's called a pneumatic jack or a hydraulic jack. But the one basically, it, it, it's not your standard jack. It, it's something that mechanics typically would use. 
and you you twist it all the way to the right and then you can pump it up and then you can actually squeeze you know you can turn it to the left a little bit to let it down and then turn it back to kind of stop it from going okay. more it just seemed a little out of place that she would be so comfortable with that but the fact that she d- is able to change her own tire does indicate that maybe she you know was a part of vocational school or something back in high school days right so cut her some slack there yeah. babe i apologize for typecasting I, on the other hand, am very much a girl and cannot change a tire or operate a jack. There you go. Well, hey, everybody. We want to say thank you for listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Stephanie and I want to invite you to come and check out some of the other podcasts that we produce. Uh, The first and foremost show that you must listen to. If you've never listened to an episode of the Full-Time Mom podcast, uh, where have you been? Seriously. Stephanie, where? Where? (laughs) How is it possible that anybody listening to this has not yet listened to an episode of the Full-Time Mom Podcast, which, by the way, has over 100 episodes? Seriously, folks, 100 I don't know where they episodes. could have been. But, uh, if, and, and by the way, if you happen to be a guy listening to this, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The Full-Time Mom Podcast, believe it or not... Over 60% of the audience who listens to the Full-Time Mom podcast are male. Seriously. I, I, you know what? Sarah and I can't even believe that. Yeah. And so uh, you, you, you might think I'm a little crazy and over the top for you know watching Desperate Housewives or even that The Wedding Planner is my favorite chick movie. <laughs> you know? Uh, say all you it's want. It's just because of J-Lo's bottom. But let me just... It, it is. It really is. I'm... <laughs> It is. But anyway, uh, seriously, though, folks, um, you need to check out Full-Time Mom Podcast. It, uh, go, and, and I'll tell you what, you listen to one episode. It doesn't matter what episode you listen to. There's more than 100 to choose from. You listen to one episode of Full-Time Mom, and I guarantee you, it's like those bag of chips. You won't be able to just eat one. Go to fulltimemompodcast.com. This, this show right here is just your gateway drug into all the goodness that is gspn.tv. And now we're ready to take you to the next level, the next stage in this process of lis- listening to Cliff and Stephanie only. Guess what? You get the benefit. Right. You get the benefit of not listening to me. Seriously. We so, talk about you sometimes. Uh, yeah. And so if you want to hear all the dirty. Nah, that views, is not true. I'm just kidding. You watch yourself. <laughs> if I'm going to share any of your dirty secrets, it's going to be on a podcast where you are present. Okay. The good, fair enough. And that is true. But hey, head over to fulltimemompodcast.com today. Don't don't wait till later. Seriously. You'll forget. Don't. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're already going to sit there and you're going to listen to it. And you're going to say, you're going to kick yourself. You're going to say, where have I been? 100 episodes of this and I haven't listened till now? Fulltimemompodcast.com. That's it. I'm done. Until next time, everybody, <laughs> join the community. The community, which she just said. Lala in the chat room says he just compared Desperate Housewives to weed. <laughs> there you go. The podcast. Yes. You just compared the podcast to weed. Yes. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll be back soon.